What's up, everyone? I'm Joe Lemon, and I want to thank you guys for tuning in to the Real Value Exchange. Honestly, this is one of those things where I've watched the numbers grow month over month. And I know it's only because you guys are taking time to kind of share it, tell a friend, rate it, pass it on, uh, repost, whatever you're up to, retweet. And I want to thank you guys for that, all that love out there. And I want to encourage you, if you haven't already done it, please uh, leave a rating on iTunes. It really helps me out. So I want to thank you guys for doing that. And if there's a problem, you can always hit me directly and we can figure it out on Twitter, just like any, all the rest of the Instagram beef. But honestly, um, I want to dive right into this show today with Jeff Turnbow. Jeff Turnbow is a media guy. Man, he's worked with you know all types, all channels of media, and he has tons of experience in helping medium and small companies grow. And the reason why I really enjoyed this conversation with Jeff is because I personally like working with medium and small companies. I've worked with a couple Fortune 500s in the past, and it's okay, but it gets a little, let's say, impersonal, right? And whenever you're that close to the CEO or close to the passion or close to the vision, um, it just it just makes the day so much more full for me. So that's why I like uh, just, you know, watching smaller companies come up. And that's what I'm about as well. So and um, enjoy this episode with Jeff Turnbow and his son, Alton. Resync is a new patent pending nitric oxide formula loaded with healthy extracts such as red spinach, the newest and only standardized natural nitrate on the market, aronia berry, top antioxidant in the world, and red beets, all three of which are nitric oxide precursors. What else do you get in the one serving of Resync? Turmeric, ginger, mango extract, and inulin for savvy and health conscious people just like you. But if you think about it, it's kind of the exact opposite. It's kind of what you're saying. It's, mm-hmm. They're connected, man. I mean, they're, they're way more connected than what we were. I mean, I had to go outside, find somebody, hit it, knock on their door, get them outside or meet them somewhere in person, maybe pick up the phone. I didn't like calling people, but because, you know. Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I didn't like calling people, but I had to get with people to kind of have that relationship. But the youth coming up now, man, they have access like that. If, if you got yeah. a handle, you're in there, right? Yeah. I mean, if you think about how the world is connected now through social media, I mean, it has literally, I mean, there's really been a social media revolution in the world because we are so connected now. And that connection itself has literally changed our world. I mean, from every different industry, whether it's politics or, you know, culture or youth or music or whatever it is, that ability to connect, you know, in those places has changed the world. Well, man, I got to thank you for coming out to the show today. It, extra thank you because you had trials even. You had a, a L.A. experience in itself just even getting to the studio. Man. <laughs> I mean, I mean. so first, I want to give you a proper introduction here because you are a best-selling author, social media expert. I mean, you've been in it for 15 years. Is that right? Yeah, man. I started when I was 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, you were a wise 10-year-old, man. Yeah. I mean, now you're on the whole national speaking circuit, man. You're going around educating people uh, about how to properly um, get set up and do that uh, in a way that's going to be profitable. But we got some things that are already similar. It looks like one of our role models is like Zig Ziglar. Oh, yeah. What's your favorite Zig Ziglar quote? Ooh, wow. You got one off top? Yeah. I mean, it's been a long day, but okay. <laughs> I, think, I, I, th- I think I'm pretty sure this is Zig. 
if you help enough people get what they want, you get what you want. One thousand percent, man. And that's definitely my favorite. Yeah, really cool. Jeff. It's probably my favorite of all quotes. Really? Yeah, because it's all about you know it's kind of like the golden rule. You know, mm-hmm. if you if you just focus on helping other people be successful, you don't have to worry about you being successful. You know what I mean? If you help enough other people get what they want, then you're obviously going to be successful. 100%. So it's a great philosophy to, to run your business from. Well, Jeff Turnbow and his son, Alton, welcome to the podcast, man. Yeah, Alton, <laughs> Alton got kind of, uh, I, I kind of drug him in here, so we'll, we'll be easy on him. But. Alton, I'm not going to force you to speak, so you're totally cool, but I mean, if you want to get on the mic and rep for any, you know, any girls that are coming up in high school, man, it's not bad. You could be, be famous. There you go. Radio famous, man. You know, not sure any high schoolers listen to my podcast, but you never know. <laughs> well, I'm sure they will after he gets back. There you go. <laughs> Might share this. Well, well, Jeff, man, you mind just kind of going a little bit into your background, man? Um, so you're from Arkansas, right? Actually, from Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee. Okay. Moved to Arkansas about 15 years ago. Cool. So uh, grew up in Tennessee. Yes. Which part of, of Tennessee? Um, actually, a small kind of town uh, near, um, well, near Jackson and Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah. Kind of in that area. Yeah. Okay. Mem- Memphis is just the great, West 10, greatest. Yeah. yeah. West 10, <laughs> yeah. 901. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's uh, Tennessee was amazing. And Arkansas kind of reminds me a lot of Tennessee. It's just sure. very, a lot of similarities, especially in East Tennessee. And so that's uh, just a great place to call home. A lot of people say that there's good food everywhere, man, man. But I got to tell you, I get the best. I mean, the food is ridiculous out of Tennessee. It's oh. on it's on a different level. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right? Bar- barbecue nachos. <laughs> <laughs> he was just saying, man, we need to find some barbecue nachos and I said, man, there's a lot of good food in California. There is. But if you're going to try to if you're going to try to mess with barbecue nachos in California, I just don't know. I wouldn't I recommend it, man. <laughs> I know a couple good barbecue spots on the West Coast, but I mean they're out of San Diego. Nothing really in like yeah. LA. I mean LA is great for sushi. If you guys are into that, yeah, uh, fish, sushi, fresh, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. If you want to be cleaner, but if you want some food that's gonna feel like you know it's gonna stick to your ribs, mm-hmm. gain a quick ten pounds, you know, like like concrete in the belly type of feel, comfort food. Yes, Tennessee is the spot, man. It, it, it for sure is, yeah. <laughs> man, you got me talking. You got me thinking about Nashville chicken and everything right now. I mean, I mean, seriously though, man, man, all throughout the whole state, you know, yeah. eastern, eastern ten, and and throughout Memphis, man. I mean, the food is the food's legit. So, it really is. Well, well, man. So, how did you get into this digital marketing movement at such an early stage? Like, I mean, that's I haven't talked to anybody who's who's really who's been doing it for this long, honestly. So, um, yeah, I'm really gonna age myself here, but I actually started. I started out in college uh, to pursue a career in either politics or uh, to be an, an attorney. Cool. So about, a th- I guess, about three years into college, I stumbled upon a great career uh, move, which was an experience in the Yellow Pages industry. Remember those? Wow, man. Yeah. <laughs> so that, <laughs> yeah. that just took you way back. So, but you know, uh, I laugh at it, but but I still to this day, really appreciate being in the Yellow Pages industry because mm. of all the traditional media that's out there, the Yellow Pages were the first company to really kind of recognize and, and appreciate uh, digital marketing. So I can literally remember when the Yellow Pages introduced web pages and uh, pay per click. I mean, I remember when it was like you could buy 30 bucks for 30 bucks a month, you could get 30 clicks to your website. Wow. We didn't know what kind of clicks they were. 30 clicks? But 30 <laughs> clicks, 30 visits to your website for 30 Still. bucks a month, and then they'd have like other packages. 
But, you know, the different, the way that we sold and consulted with businesses back then, um, it was very much a needs analysis approach to helping small to medium businesses. And it's interesting because even today I go into, you know, TV stations, radio stations, and I see that same um, approach, you know, taking place. And I see that revolution that happened, you know, maybe like 10 years ago. Actually, kind of still happening today in some of the traditional media uh, outlets. So that presence in and that experience in Yellow Pages is is extremely valuable. Interesting, man. So so you you've pretty much kind of started working for, with one of the largest companies. I mean, because right. Yellow Pages is huge. I think they got bought up by AT and T, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, so huge company, and you've targeted to working with that same target audience though with small and like medium-sized businesses. Right. Which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of the launching pad because, you know, I loved the Yellow Pages industry. I loved working with those those types of businesses. And I loved it because one day I'd be working with an attorney and I'd put the suit on. Yeah. And the next day or the next hour, literally, I'm working with a plumber, you know, and, and <laughs> who knows where. Or I'm working with a service contractor, a home improvement guy, and we're literally doing business on the back of his truck or the hood of his truck, you know. So, that was the really neat, uh, uh, I guess, uh, variety about the Yellow Pages industry. And so that, um, from from there, you know, just led to uh, having deep connections and, and, and having businesses who really trusted me to get them results. Mm-hmm. And for eight years, I did that, and I built a lot of great relationships. So as the internet, trend, internet revolution sort of took place, you know, those businesses needed someone they could trust and and someone they had trusted in the past to deliver to kind of navigate through this new um, transition for mm-hmm. their for their business. And uh, some of them, as we talked about, they were early adopters and they jumped on really quick. And then others found themselves not really making a change until they got in trouble. And unfortunately, that's still happening. You know, unfortunately, there are businesses who think they're doing the Internet advertising thing. But if they're not doing it right, you know, they sometimes come to work and they realize, hey, I'm in trouble because I'm not doing it the right way, you know? You know, it's, you know what's really interesting, man, and um, it, I'm going to talk to you about a couple of things off of that, but but, yeah. but what's really interesting is that lots of my clients are chiropractors, physical therapists, and people that have, like, maybe a couple of different clinics here and there. Yeah. And when I talk to all of them, they say that, you know, they, are, they already have an ad guy or they have someone who, who's already helping them out. But then I look at what they're doing and I'm like, Man, it still seems like you got. <laughs> you just, yeah. There's still a lot of gaps in the in that actual marketing plan or process, man. How do you help companies or get them over that thinking? I guess of just saying, look, you know, there's, yeah, you guys have done ads before, and I know a lot of people have gone on Facebook and just you know threw a thousand bucks, two thousand bucks, whatever it is, mm-hmm. onto it, blown it away, and to get any results and have any type of system set up, and they say it was a waste. You, you know, how, how do you kind of carry that conversation? On, I guess, man, I have that conversation almost daily because. <laughs> You know, every media company is a sales machine now, and so they're they're bringing in these employees and and quickly training them to get out on the streets and push Facebook and push Google and push. You know, let's get these businesses on these programs and let's make sales. Wow. And sometimes they're they're too early to go out and really help. You know, really understand how to grow and really understand strategy when it comes to using these tools. And mm-hmm. these are very powerful tools, but it's like any any other tool if it's not used correctly you know, it can have a negative impact or it could have no impact at all. So, yeah, I run into that, uh, frankly, quite a bit. And it is um, it is something that uh, is a struggle in the industry because 
like you said, these businesses, they want someone they can trust, but yet they're getting called every day by all these different people who yeah. want to sell them the same thing. And they're like, I don't know what to do. You know, I don't even know. I don't know if I can trust you. You know, I don't, I don't know who to trust in this business, but I want to work with one person that can help me tie all this together so that I can focus on being a chiropractor or I can focus on being an attorney. I don't want to focus on being a marketer. Mm-hmm. Man, man, you know what's so interesting is that it's one of the main reasons why I even started this podcast because I wanted to change how people viewed sales. I think sales gets such a bad, you know, it's such a bad term for people like, oh, yes. go on and sell and be being sold. Yes. And, you know, it has this image in everybody's mind. They think of this, you know, car salesman slip back here, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and the car costs $2,000 and they're charging you twenty, <laughs> whatever that image is, oh, right? Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, so why do you think salespeople get that horrible rap, man? I think the the industry is its own cannibal, basically. Mm-hmm. I think we've done it to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I read something, uh, I remember, I think it was like two years ago, and I was re- reading this amazing study, and <laughs> it got down to the most untrusted um, profession. profession. <laughs> and I immediately went to used car salesmen. But <laughs> yeah, guess what? Yeah, yeah. Guess what was number one? Boy. Advertising sales professional Jeez. was number one, the most untrusted most unrespected profession. And that was a wake up call for me. You wow. know, it had me in check as to what are you doing? What are you saying to represent your industry? And what are you doing to, to be, you know, authentic and also communicate that, you know, you genuinely want to help someone. You're not there to make a sale. And I literally had a, I led a sales training course uh, just two weeks ago. And in that course, I started with, first of all, you know, I don't want you to come here thinking that, that we're going to learn sales training. Mm. What we're going to learn is is communication because yeah. sales is communication and and it really it, take that word out of it and just you know listen to people and and ask them questions and let them tell you what they need and what they want and then it's up to you to match that with a tool or a service that you can provide and if you do that correctly you're not selling you're not convincing you're not pushing anything. You're just simply, you're kind of like a doctor making a diagnosis Mm -hmm. and applying the right medication or the right tool, you know, to solve that issue. And that's how I see sales. I do not see, I mean, man, there's some stuff out there like. Man, there's some wild stuff out there. Oh my gosh. I've been invited (laughs) to some training classes on, you know, you know, almost like the art of manipulation. It's like, really get that, get that as far away from me as possible. I don't even want that to enter my, you know, circle. It's unfortunate that, that, that. That conversation, I feel like, especially, I haven't, I've been selling for about 10 years, B2B, but, you know, at least 10 years ago, and I've always been interested in sales, because my mom was in, in sales. She used to work for AT&T, selling oh, ads. Wow. I mean, really? so, yeah, yeah, that's it goes cool. back. But but either, either way, man, um, you know, I've always watched her sell, and that's how I got into it. And it was like, you know, it's been it's, it's been this whole history for at least the past 10 years, mm-hmm. where it was like, okay, get in there you know, get the person all confused, twist them up, you know, and then come through and have this tactic that you use. Right. Like, you know, the, um, you know, what's a good one? Puppy dog clothes or uh, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> whatever type of oh, clothes you want to throw out there. The Columbo Columbo clothes. That's like right before you leave, you're like, <laughs> yeah. I got one more question. Got one more for you. <laughs> and it's like, come on, man. I mean, like, I mean, especially now that people have so much information online, I feel like most people's customers know just as much about their industry as they do, especially if they're operating in a business within it. They know the operational piece of it 
very well. And with the internet, it's given us opened up to everybody. People have conversations with other, uh, you know, peers, and they can kind of really peel back that layer of, of the onion. So they mm-hmm. they have a lot of overall raw data about what works and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. And then when a salesperson comes in and hits them with a tactic, I mean, man, it's got to be the worst. Got to be got to leave everybody with, with the worst taste in the. In the whole room, man. Well, that's, yeah, and you hit it spot on because I'm seeing that more often in any industry that you're in, whether it's auto, you know, whatever the industry is, advertising, marketing, you know, small business, medium business, whatever. Everyone is more knowledgeable. Uh, We have access to more information. So if you go in and you don't really know what you're talking about, but you have these sales tactics, you know, and and you're a very well-trained manipulator or sales sales technique. Mm -hmm. Don't underestimate that small business person because they've done their homework and they can see through things like that. And it's unfortunate, but, uh, you know, we're talking about probably a small group of people that make a big splash in the the industry. But I think for the most part, um, you know, we just have to make sure as as managers and leaders and consultants with organizations that we're constantly telling them how they need to be training their employees and not – be push out pushing sales uh, or pushing things on people that you know just to just to get the numbers. What's the you know I'm I'm really curious about how you kind of you know evolved as a entrepreneur because you have your own agency now you've been doing it for years and years but I mean a lot of these a lot of people are starting up social media agencies now these days it's kind of a new thing it's, mm-hmm. I've seen courses on it and how yeah. you can go get it out there and get it going. And um, man, um, what do you think the toughest part about getting that first client is these days? If you're like a brand new entrepreneur, have your brand, you know, I'm sorry, if you're a brand new owner of a business, say, I'm going to help people run ads on on like Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, whatever your, whatever your platform is. What do you think the toughest? So, yeah, is? so I actually help a lot of uh, small, I love helping small agencies scale hmm. um, because I, I can remember what it was like to be that small agency that needed help sure. scaling. So. Uh, I always like to give back whenever that chance exists. So when I'm talking to them now, I often uh, just mention, you know, your local chamber, you know, it depends on where you're at geographically, but uh, almost everywhere in the world, there's a chamber of commerce. There's some sort of business uh, connecting point within the community, some sort of, um, you know, uh, startup grind area, whatever you want to call it connect there if you don't have business connections. You know, I had, like I said, eight years of Yellow Pages clients. I had people that trusted me. Um, and so if you don't have that, but you have the knowledge and, you, and you've applied it and, you, and you, you've, kind of, you've kind of perfected your craft and now you want to apply that to business owners, then I would say, you know, get into some sort of networking group. You don't really need to join all of them either. You know, mm-hmm. don't spread yourself too thin. Get in one group that you can really work. Like the Chamber of Commerce was so critical to my success because, not because I just joined the chamber, but it was because I went to the meetings, I went to the luncheons, I went to the, you know, they open the door, but you have to walk in mm-hmm. and you have to shake the hands and get to know people. And then once you make that one uh, customer, then you have to realize something that's really important in marketing today, um, especially digital marketing. We have all the data that we want. And we can show all kinds of results online, but it's still about that bottom line for that for that business owner. So if you make, and here we are going back to the my favorite quote, if you get them what they want in that first 90 days that you're with them, they're going to go tell their friends and their friend, they're going to be like, hey, I found a dude or I found this, this mm-hmm. girl at this event, this lady, whatever. And you got to talk to them. And 
you know, then your next customer comes and from there it just, it just continues to grow. And then the other advice I would give that I needed myself was a a lot of us entrepreneurs tend to be hustlers. Like we run 90 miles an hour. We want to build this big empire as fast as possible. Don't do that. Interesting. (laughs) Take a deep breath, slow down. And, you know, remember that, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Build it the right way. Right. Man, you you know, it's it's really interesting because I have a I have a numerous friends that are launching agencies and taking different approaches to it. But I, I love the fact that you said um get social, basically, by yep. going to the network events, by meeting people face to face, doing the old school stuff, getting belly to belly. Oh, and yeah. and I mean, man, you know, um I th- I think um there's a lot of tactics that we can use online and the, I'm guilty of using some of them, <laughs> but enough. But there's nothing better than saying, you know what? I'm gonna just look another person in the eye and say, "What's going on? What are you working on? What are you up to?" You're you're right. You know, I, I still tell, and I I even talked to my son recently about you know how he was approaching sports, and he'll tell you that, you know, I've taught him there's nothing better than a handshake. Yeah, going in and having that face to face conversation, introducing yourself, someone looks you eye to eye. And having that handshake, there's no tool, tactic, sales technique to this day, in my opinion, more powerful than that. Oh, man. You know, it's it's, it's pretty funny, too, how um, it's so easy to kind of get away from that. Like, what, sure. it's one of the things that I, I I like to expose about myself on the show is that I, I, I when I first got started in the sales, I was making outbound calls, you know, make like 150 calls a day, just, you know, just hitting the heart, you know, right on the phone, grunt work. And... um man, keeping your word on the line, say, hey, I'm going to call you back Thursday at 10. Not not like 11, 15 on Thursday, but, you know, 9.55, I'm on the horn, like, hey, you got five. You know, I mean, um, man, that, that stuff makes a difference. Oh, absolutely. Keeping keeping your word, you know, and, and in social media marketing and strategy, when I'm on stage or at a group or writing a, a, an article, blog, whatever, you know, I talk about being authentic, and I I recommend for businesses to stay authentic in, in social media. But we got to remember that we got to be authentic in person, too. Yep. You know, so if we tell someone, I'm going to call you back at 10, you got to call them back at 10. Or, you know, if you meet someone, uh, you know, like this, you know, be yourself, be authentic. You know, wherever you're at, yeah. social media is just another place you're at. But, you know, you don't need to have... 20 more 20 personalities <laughs> yeah yeah man man but you know um yeah i mean like even like two three years ago i remember people talking about it and they were like yeah who you are on linkedin should be different than who you are on instagram <laughs> you know well yeah that's a good point because you can't yeah. can take a different tone sure. uh, in different platforms and but what i'd what i'm what i'm saying what i guess i would say to that is don't be a different person sure. don't be a different business yeah but show a different side of your personality yeah. in the right place. So, you know, it's, and then to take that off offline for a minute, you know, how you conduct yourself in the coffee shop is probably different than the boardroom. Yeah. So, you know, when you're in LinkedIn, you're kind of more in the boardroom and when you're on Instagram, you're kind of more in the coffee shop or Facebook. So I kind of look at it like that, but that is a very valid point. I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, man, but I mean, but I, I, I think Alton, man, I think your whole, your whole group, man, is, is really going to be, um, it's, it's really going to blur the lines a lot. Because there's going to be so much information from the time you guys first jump on. Do you have an account already? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's awesome. I mean, and, and you know, like, so you're documenting your whole life journey whenever you started. And that's going to, people are going to be able to look back at you and say, oh, I remember Alton. I've seen him since he was 12, <laughs> you know, exactly. you know, you know, type yeah. of stuff up on, on like Facebook. Man, I, I'm really glad 
they didn't have that up and running when I was uh when I was in my mid twenties. I'm glad I didn't I didn't jump on oh, <laughs> up until a little bit further down the line. You know, after I matured a little bit, I know you guys probably will be looking at me with a side eye. <laughs> but, but, no, 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 no. <laughs> I tell my kids almost weekly. Yeah. I don't care if it says it'll disappear. Yeah. I don't care if it says we can't uh, that you can permanently delete this. It's in there. It. It's, it's in there. there. Oh yeah, hundred percent. All right, man. So so you know what. We're almost about to wrap up, man, but you're going to be speaking tomorrow, uh, and you're going to be dropping a lot of different jewels about how people could kind of push themselves. What's one major thing, if if you're a medium to, like, small-sized business, that you would want to drive home if you had any listeners there in the audience? You would say, look, if you guys are on social, you should be doing blank. So what I'm going to talk about tomorrow uh, in the advanced social media strategy class is creating wow moments Hmm. in social media. And so I would have to say uh, for businesses to take advantage of wow moments more. And what I, what I mean by that is, you know, a lot of us are, are I see di- different pages, but I see the same style of communication. You yeah. know, it's like everybody's got their quote of the day, their recipe. And, and you know, now everybody wants to try to figure out how to put the, the text on the video square. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so we, we all try to do the same thing. And yeah. what I'm going to be showing them is it's really some cool stuff. Like okay. I'm going to be pulling back the curtain on some strategies yeah. by Wendy's and Samsung at the Oscars and some really neat strategies that people have seen and experienced, but they didn't realize it was a strategy. Hmm. And so, you know, like for example, Mother's Day, you know, don't post Happy Mother's Day, Happy Father's Day. Do plan a strategy, plan something really big that wraps Father's Day around your business and your brand and really pulls people in. And that's what I'm trying to get people to do so that they can look at the year and they can say, okay, four times this year, we're gonna have a big wow moment on social media. Uh, versus planning a content calendar for the whole year. And it's really, you know, almost rep- repetitive. Yep. Uh, because again, like you say, you got to go back to being authentic. And and when people see your Facebook page or your Instagram or whatever it is, and it's this, and it's this monotonous kind of same thing every week, consumers see that and they're turned off by it. So we have to mix it up. And so if I can get people, more businesses to create wow moments, even four times a year, I can make a difference in their business. I like that, man. You, do you mind just giving one like quick uh, example of of how that will look? So yeah, man. I guess the challenge is trying to think of just one. Um, <laughs> ah, so um, I, I was going to go with the you know like the big windy stuff that's going on right now, and I hop switching the p to the b and i haven't seen this yeah eh? so i hop he saw it today so we drove by i hop and he's like why did they why did they switch the p to a b and i was like yeah this is a social media thing they're doing they they turned the p into a b mm-hmm. on all their stores because they're launching burgers oh wow um, okay so yeah and so this. you know and, and then wendy's which we're going to talk about tomorrow which is and he's already laughing wendy's on twitter is crazy snarky like they're roasting everybody in the i've industry. heard about this yeah, and yeah. so they roasted ihop for doing it oh really somebody contacted wendy's on twitter and said hey uh you, you're just going to stand around and let ihop uh, take the burger business wow and wendy's literally tweeted back we're not too scared of people who have realized that uh what was the tweet um Pancakes are too hard. I mean, no, it was like... We're not too scared of a company who has realized that making pancakes has become too difficult. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, but no, a real, wild, a real wild, wild moment for a small business would be, you know, I had a, um, a pharmacy, small pharmacy, been in town forever, you know, mm-hmm. small town and, you know, these big pharmacies moving in and, and they're just, you know, worried they're going to take their business and... 
And so, uh, you know, I sat down with them and I said, well, what do you do that's different from these guys? You know, what makes you great? Why do people continue to buy from you for all these years? And when they told me that, we did this cool video. Um, I don't know if you remember uh, when Mac versus PC was out. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So that was a legendary video, right? So we took this yeah. we took this guy, you know, with the kind of, not, not, you know, too casual, but had his kind of casual clothes on that works at the local hometown pharmacy. And he's standing next to the corporate, you know, big box chain pharmacy and, and they're talking about what we have and what we have side by side. And so we we push that out there to remind people, you know, of the value that you get in your hometown pharmacy that's so easy to forget, you know, and is a drive through really convenient mm-hmm. or is home delivery convenient or, right. you know, some of the things that your small town uh, pharmacies do. And that was so successful for that pharmacy. Um, got people talking, got people thinking first. Um, so, you know, I love that. I love helping. I mean, I love working with all businesses, you know, the biggest to, but I really enjoy that whole David Goliath thing, you know, taking that small business that's maybe struggling a little bit, mm-hmm. or maybe they're getting pounded on by competition and showing them, Hey, you're great at something, but you're not telling people about it and you're not telling people about it the right way. So let's, let's go with it, you know? And that's what I love. That, I, that fires me up already. So. That's super cool too, man. I it's mean, hard to get me fired up after today, <laughs> after the experience, <laughs> after the LA excursion, after yeah, that yeah. LA uh, full almost roof collapse. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. The, in the car, <laughs> that's gonna so. be a good story too, though, man. Man, you know what though, man? Um, I really enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, me too, I, man. This is I really love the amazing. fact that you're working with like a lot of small businesses. I think that they really need a champion. I think a lot of people um, love to gravitate towards the larger companies and because they got the big budgets, right? You know, right, right, right. and you could be super creative with them and they could, they give you a lot more leeway, but small bi- small businesses need to see the ROI. I mean, they need to have a win, yes. like from every campaign almost, I feel like. They got to uh, be efficient, super yep. efficient with their dollars. And the other thing that, uh, that, I know we're getting short on time, but the other thing I would tell uh, businesses is, is this, in the past, you were you were going to broadcasters to get your message out there. Now you are the broadcaster. Right. Think about it. You have the media platform, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Google, whatever. You have the production team in-house. You got the iPhone. You got a video, great video. You got, you know, audio. You are the broadcast company. So you just have to put the strategy together and deliver that and distribute that message and then monetize it. But you no longer really are dependent upon broadcast companies. They are they are just a part of the toolbox, uh, whereas they used to be the necessity, you know. Super cool, man. It's so true, man. I mean, so many small businesses have so much more power these days. And, and that's why it's going to be pretty interesting, man. It's going to be it interesting is. to kind of see where where how people start to really understand their uh, all these capabilities and, and, and the amount of reach mm-hmm. that they have now, especially when they focus on being great in their own, like, business. You know, if they can right. stay in their lane, they don't have to, you know— try to be the next, you know, uh, AT&T or whoever their biggest competition is out there, but they can sure. they can do what they um, do best in, in their own backyard, man. So yeah. it's pretty I mean, cool. You don't have to eat the whole pie. No, you, you don't know? have to, man. But some people try. They, they do try, <laughs> you know. Well, but there's some, there's some, uh, 
<laughs> what is it? Now, uh, there's some uh, side effects that come along with <laughs> yeah. trying to eat the whole pie. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You have a couple, couple, couple of follow up. Speaking Net- of pie, though, I would say. oh, here we go. <laughs> Back to food. Oh, yeah, exactly, man. Well, man, I have this question I ask everybody oh, okay. right before we get out of here. Is I live by this motto called the Triple G motto, and it's three G's: it's growth, grit, and give. And so, if you had to put those in order, how would you put it in order for yourself? Growth, grit, and give. Hmm. Silence. Yeah, it's good, man. So, that is really good stuff there. So, I would probably put that in the order of grit first, give second, and growth. Nice, man. Because I think that falls into my philosophy which goes back to the quote earlier you know i think first um you got to have like like the little book i I love this little yellow book out here i don't know if you've seen the doer (laughs) book or whatever it's just a little illustrated simple little book but it said uh goals because you can't win if you don't have one and you know that's so true so and but you got also got to have that grit you know and nothing ever gets done until you actually start so many great things are in people's mind, yeah. but just don't start. And so you got to have that grit, I think, to start. And then you have constantly got to give yourself. You got to give all of yourself in everything that you do. And if you do that, the growth is going to happen. That's a side effect of the grit and the uh, and the giving. I love it, man. Jeff, I really enjoyed yeah, this. Yeah, man. This awesome too, man. Thanks for hanging out with us, yeah. man. Seriously. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. Yeah. First podcast, right? This is the first one? Yeah. Oh, nice, dude. Yeah, we can kind of ink that, man. All right, Jeff, right before we get out of here, tell everybody how to find you, man. Okay, so if you want to find me, if you Google Jeff Turnbow, you're going to find you find me in a lot of different places. But I spend a lot of my time on Facebook, so at Real Jeff Turnbow, uh, jeffturnbow.com, um, at Reach Turnbow. I also have reachturnbow.com. So th- those are the way to, to, uh, to get in touch with me. And, you know, just before we close out, I just want to say to you also, I've Googled you, got to know you before I came in here. Man, you were touching the small, the bit, not small, but all the business community. And so I just want to say thanks because I love connecting and working with people that do that. So Appreciate that, man. Seriously. Seriously. Well, Jeff and Alton, I really appreciate you guys jumping on. Until next time, guys. Thank you so much. I wake up in the morning, put my chucks on. Wake up in the morning, put my chucks on.